Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, sports fans. You're tuned in to Bobcat Radio, where the game never stops. I'm your host, Thomas Terry, alongside co-hosts Audrey Persias, Luke Fox, and Bo Kelly. And we're bringing you the latest buzz in the world of sports, specifically for San Marcos, Texas. Our producer is Karis Lay, and she's here to ensure that we keep the energy high and the debates fierce. Stay locked in for your early dose of sports talk and analysis right here on none other than Bobcat Radio. But first, let's have a live read from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Audrey. Now, today's date, I'm going to get it right this time. The last few times I've been on here, I got the date wrong. So, (laughs) it's Friday, February 23rd, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wanted to make sure I got it right this time. But... I need you guys to be honest with me. Is it me or has it just been really hot all of a sudden? Yeah, it's because I'm here. Coming. It's because oh, I'm here. Okay, Bo. Not the answer we're looking for, but it's been steaming. Have you passed by Sewell Park? Oh, yeah. Bro, y'all go to class, please. Do your homework. <laughs> Do Y'all are cl- clogging it up. TBA. Did y'all people. see like that reel? Is like it's time to is this the time of the year to start skipping classes and going to school? I did see yeah. that, and that it was, was like so such funny. an inspiration. Yeah, is not condoning you skip class. No, yeah. please don't go to class, y'all. Luke, has it been pretty hot to you outside? You know, I think it's actually been pretty cold. I mean, like this morning, like fifty degrees. It was nice. Right now, it's below seventy. So I, I wouldn't necessarily call it hot. I think hot is being a little over dramatic right there. So okay. Okay. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, but yesterday, <laughs> I mean, even in my apartment, there were just so many people at the pool, and I just had to re- remind myself. I mean, it was like a good temp to go in the pool, to be honest. Sorry, interrupted you. No, no, you're good. <laughs> you're good. But I just had to remind myself that we're technically still in winter, so this is absolutely crazy to me. Not to fill. Everything has been going on. Fill the groundhog, said early spring. Yeah. Oh, because of Groundhog Day? Yeah. yeah. You didn't listen to that BCR? I was on that. That's all right. I did. Wow. wow. <laughs> you see how they're coming for me, guys? <laughs> but let's hop straight into it. I know this isn't San Marcos, but this got the attention of national news. The Incarnate Word versus Texas A&M Commerce basketball game. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was all over ESPN. A fight broke out in the handshake line after Commerce won the game 76-72. to It's still unknown how the fight broke out, and a total of eight players got what? handed suspensions. Whoa, both the teams? Conference. Yes, four from each team. See, it's oh, right wow. there, front page, front page news right there. Wow. ESPN. ESPN. I saw th- I saw like a clip of it and I was like, dang, I didn't know like basketball could be so dramatic because you know like Trayvon Green. Oh, y'all yeah, yeah. yeah. putting people in headlocks <laughs> and then like bunch of people out. I'm like, dang. Yeah, yeah. What's they going were, on they, in basketball? They were going in. Oh yeah, in that line. I was like, guys, oh, they were come all circling on, like, like the coaches and like protecting them. I was like. Y'all are the ones that need to take a step back. Yeah, let's, let's stop throwing hands. Like, you lost. Like, there okay. Were, there were some people that said the fight was more entertaining than the game. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what that would be like if Texas State 
gotten into a brawl like that. We but. just have Audrey's live reaction right here. She's watching the clip <laughs> on ESPN. <laughs> Her she mouth is, wide she's open. wide open, not like... I'm getting flashbacks from high school, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> Luke, where's the camera, man? We need the light. Oh, yeah, yeah get yeah, in there, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, but <laughs> That's let's, insane. let's go ahead and flip this table back to Texas State. They're now 11-17 after an 84-76 to 76 loss to, at the time, five-win Georgia Southern. They had only won five games on the season, guys. Come on, what's going on here? <laughs> but they were down 11 in the first half. They fought back to gain the lead in the second half only to ultimately lose the game by eight points. Now, Audrey, can you help us out and tell us how Texas State kind of did in that game and what went wrong? Of course. I got you, Thomas. What is up, y'all? Audrey Fussy is here, also known as your stack girl here in Bobcat Radio. Let's get into the nitty-gritty with Texas State. Starting off with the team leaders of the night, we have senior guard Dylan Dawson led the Bobcats with 15 points. He served a three-course meal of three-pointers and a side of a perfectly crispy 4-for-4 four four performance from the free-throw line. 4-for-4. 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 add, he left in the game... Uh, in the first half due to an injury but came back to show the Eagles that his night was not over. He returned to the court to score 10 of the first 12 points in the second half. All the way from the Cayman Islands, Joshua Ogarro, I hope I'm saying that correctly, finished the night with six rebounds and the local Clark High School hero, Jordan Mason, dished out a game of six assists and two steals. Trickling down the line, we got the core three, Davion Sykes, Colton Benson, and Christian Turner, each scoring seven points. Howard College transfer, Dante Horn, came off the bench and scored 12 points, along with four rebounds and five free throws to close it out for y'all. Standing at 6-9, Chris Nix switched 12 points and a game high of five field goals made. That's crazy. Absolutely beautiful. She had that locked in. I got you. I I had a... She had that, she had that, like... Rehearsed. She like was practicing in the mirror last night. Not reading a script. It's whatever. (laughs) But Bo, I know that sounds all good for Texas State, but it wasn't enough, obviously, to stop Georgia Southern. So, kind of tell us what happened with Georgia Southern. No, absolutely not. They were down by eleven, but then in the second half, like Audrey mentioned, they took the lead. But then Georgia Southern came back and just hammered them down to claim an eighty-four to seventy-six win against the Bobcats. It, they started out slow. They gave up like fifty six percent of shooting in the first half, and like that's not good. Yeah, like <laughs> coach, like uh, head coach Terrence Johnson said, uh, it it's a lack of effort and competitiveness. And I thought we had completed in spurts in the second half, but I, I mean, score doesn't lie. Like you, you did all you could. You worked hard. But even then, you fell a little short, and so, I mean, but even then, 84 to 76, looking at on, like, a grand scheme, like, that doesn't seem like a lot, like, But um, we have to remember, too. Yeah, it's basketball. A five-win team, so yeah. I'm just wondering how players like Tyron Moore can go out there and score 21, shooting a perfect 7-7 seven to seven from the stripe. They were hiding their true talent. They were. That, that's all. <laughs> Had to because we got Aaron Banks over here dropping 19. Basically, what, four players in double figures? Jamar Franklin, Eugene Brown the third. I mean, Vontae Parker was knocking on the door, too. He had 10 rebounds in that game. So I'm not understanding exactly how they lost that game. But like you said, Bo, basketball is unpredictable. Yeah, it's basketball. Unpredictable. It's... And it's a game of runs. So, Luke, 
Go ahead and let us know what's coming up next. Yeah, absolutely. So next game that they're going to be playing is going to be against Georgia State, another Georgia team, and that's going to be February 24th, Saturday, an away game. And just looking at their history, they're right now 5-11 and against Texas State, and uh, or Texas State has won five times and lost 11 times to Georgia State, but Texas State is currently on a two-win streak against them. So it'll be interesting to see if tomorrow is able to put that to a three-win streak. After that is going to be against ULM. This is going to be February 27th, a home game, our next home game. And then history, looking at this, Texas State has beaten them 15 times and lost eight times. They actually played them earlier in the season with a win of 67 to 54. So just looking at that back in the back in the season, uh, this season, I think that they should have a solid chance of being able to beat them once again. The team's still doing pretty good, and I think they'll really be able to bring up another win against ULM. And then finally, after that last game before the Sun Belt Conference is against Troy, March 1st, home game. Uh, it's a even, pretty even right now, history, nine wins, eight losses uh, against uh, Troy for Texas State. And Texas State's actually, unfortunately, on a three-loss streak. They actually, once again, played them earlier in the season with a loss in late January. So this wasn't that long ago, only like about a month ago, of a score of 65-78. to 78. So it's going to be a very tough final game for the season, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Which, Georgia Southern just six and twenty-two was able to beat Texas State. You never know. Yeah, definitely, Luke. And then, like you were talking about against Troy, that's actually the Bobcats' senior night and everything. So we'll be able to see, hopefully, if they'll be able to pull that one out for the guys that have been here all year long. And if that weren't enough, uh, the women's team couldn't get it done either, losing badly to Marshall this past Wednesday night. Oh my uh, goodness, Karis! Yeah. Wish it was more positive news uh, you could have delivered us there, but like. Kara said, we'll have that for you right after this break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to KTSW San Marcos. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Terry, joined alongside my producer, Karis Lay, and co-host Luke Fox, Audrey Pacius, and Bo Kelly. Real quick, I mean, the end of that ad was so soothing, guys. I know. I, that was <laughs> so you gotta, y'all hear that? White yeah, noise. Keep, keep the river clean, guys. Yeah, I'd be mm-hmm. feeling like I was on the river there, kind of just floating <laughs> on the water. But... That's exactly kind of what Texas State women's basketball did, just float and exist (laughs) against the Marshall Thunder. I'm sorry, but guys, look at this score. 85 to 59. What happened? What happened? I'm I'm hoping you could tell me. What happened? What happened? Look, they led 23 to 15 after the first quarter, so, you know, everything was fine. You know, peaches and cream to start the game. Mm -hmm. They got outscored 27 to five in the second quarter alone. Let me say that again. They got outscored 27 to five in, in the second quarter. D1 college basketball game? Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Now, this is a very uber talented they're, team. They're learning, they're learning their, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, like, I think we have two freshmen on the team, don't we? We do have a couple of freshmen on the team. However, it's really a lot of, I would attribute it to transfers coming in and playing. But at this stage of the season, yeah, it's so late in the season that at this point you should already have that that connection. You should already Mm -hmm. know how each teammate plays. plays. Yeah. And how you should already be locked in. You should already have your your routes known and your plays known and you shouldn't be giving up. 27 to 5 in the <laughs> yeah. second half in the second quarter yeah i mean being 
only able to score five points. Had to turn Bo down. My bad, guys. Definitely. My bad. I got a little heated. <laughs> Definitely just a little bit unacceptable. But Karis, go ahead and give us the recap for Texas State. Well, you know, Janiah Henson led the team, carried it with 19 points scored. Um, and then Jefferson was behind with 10 points and then Foster with eight. And then everyone below either scored zero, one, four, two, even a five thrown in there by Dickinson. Um, but Janiah Henson, you know, two rebounds, uh, uh, two attempts for a three-pointer only shot with one. Um, and that was the team's only lone three-point game, three-point shot made in the game. Yeah. Um, Jalen Foster tried to attempt but did not make that three-point. Um, but Janai Hudson went for an attempt of six field goals but ended up with five. So there's something to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it just doesn't look too good. Out of every, all of the 41 attempts for a field goal, only 22. And... For for rebounds, they got 24 total uh, as a team. So that's also something to look forward to. But, like, you know. Yeah, crashing the glass. So good rebounding numbers, but then just at the same time, those scoring numbers and three-point numbers, not that great. Low three points. But, Luke, Marshall, we know they went off. Tell us how they did it. Yeah, Marshall is relatively new to the Sun Belt Conference, actually. But they just aren't messing around. Just looking at their record, they're 20-6 and six for the season, 14-1 and one for the conference. <sighs> And that that's just rec- that's crazy numbers right there. And Marshall's currently on a four win streak. Just looking at comparing uh, teams that both teams have played against, uh, Marshall just beat Southern Miss eighty seven to seventy two, while Texas State earlier lost just a couple weeks back, uh, lost to Southern Miss uh, with fifty eight to sixty eight. So just looking at those comparisons, uh, yeah, I mean, four players on their team had seventeen or more points. Four players had 17 or more points. They are just an overall very well-rounded team overall, and they were just able to get in those points, and whenever you have to stop five players that are just really good, it's just Texas State just fell behind, and they really struggled there. And Marshall's just overall a really great team overall. Yeah, and they definitely display why they are 14-1 and in the Sun Belt Conference and everything. And I know we were talking about— Showed up and showed out. Definitely. So we were talking about the three-point numbers for Texas State. They were only able to convert one. Marshall, 17 three-point shots made. (laughs) I mean, we have to talk about this, guys. A 1-17 to discrepancy and three-point field goals made, you're basically going to lose that nine times out of ten every single time. But— Bo, what's huh? coming up next for Texas State? I'm sorry, not Bo. Yeah, Audrey's Audrey. got that. I was taken was back, so Thomas. Ready. You were she looking... was so ready. Wow. I was looking Prepared. at you, but I called Bo's name. I'm sorry. We're twins. What can I say? All righty, y'all. <laughs> Unfortunately, Texas State women's basketball season, the regular season, will end next week on March 1st. I know, but it's still two games away. We still got some time. Later this afternoon, the Bobcats will face off the Raging Cajuns, a classic Texas State favorite, if you will. The last two times these teams met was at the Cajun Dome in January, where the Bobcats fell short 52-59. to This time around, it is in favor of the Bobcats as it is a home game. Tip-off will be at 2 p.m. at home at Strahan Arena, like I said. So y'all make sure to head on over 
and only over if you're a dumb class and get have some free time <laughs> in your hand. Also, if you do, be sure to wear pink in honor of the Play for K Cancer Awareness Game. Next Wednesday, February 28th, Southern Miss is traveling down to San Mo. Sadly, the Bobcats were not able to get the dub at the Reed Green as they lost last time, 58 to 68. So this revenge matchup will be at 7 p.m. at Strahan Arena. And lastly, March 1st at 5 p.m., the Bobcats will close out their regular season against the ULM Warhawks. The Warhawks cut the Cats short, holding them to a 63-73 to loss. The last time they had met, the Bobcats will play, you guessed it, here at Strahan Arena at 5 p.m. So y'all make sure to support the Texas State women's basketball last game of the regular season. Thank you, Audrey. And I know you were talking about that Louisiana game being tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I'll actually be on the call for that game alongside Kobe Jackson. So make sure you guys tune in at 2 p.m. on KTSW 89.9 to hear the call for that game. That's tomorrow? Yeah. My bad, y'all. That is a tomorrow. I thought it was today. No, it's crazy. okay. Because I kind of got a little worried. <laughs> I was making you knew Thomas something that I did it. I started hey, sweating bullets over here. I was not ready. But yeah, it'll be tomorrow, Saturday, February 24th at 2 p.m. at Strahan Arena there where they'll play Louisiana. Now, I know you were talking about the last game that they played the last time they faced inside the Rage of Cajun or the Cajun Dome. The Cajun Dome. That game was interesting to me, and I'm going to just give that quick rundown about it. They were tied going into that fourth quarter, but they blew a lead that they had, outscored 24-12 to in the fourth quarter alone. Now, I don't know if that has been a common—well, I do know that it has been a common <laughs> theme with this team, theme with this team. Look at the rhymes. Bro. Hey, there you go. Okay, but, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> but, I mean— there just has to be a way that Coach T can put this team together. I mean, she's a fantastic coach. We saw that what she was able to do last year with the team. And although this is a new team, this this team has to be able to make some noise in the Sun Belt Tournament. Alongside the men's team, I was going to say that too with them. They have to be ready to make some noise in the tournament because you can get hot at any time and really it can carry you far all the time. So, Audrey, I know you gave us the rundown of what was coming next, but Bo... What are the some more stuff that you can tell us about? So they're currently three and 12 in conference play right now and on a three game losing streak. So the Bobcats are definitely going to be looking to break that streak. However, judging from their last couple of games and all of that, we might see something happen. We might not. Who knows? It's it's up in the air. Three twelve is. Yeah, three and twelve is not a pretty yeah. number. But like we were saying, you know, three game losing streak and you have three games left. Yeah. If you can flip that around and end the season at five hundred, considering everything that's gone on, I would consider that a success. Yeah, so absolutely. Hopefully they'll be able to get that turned around, like Audrey said, with the remaining schedule I mean, of the women's team. Maybe you can put a pretty little bow on it and call it a day. Yeah, just be like, eh, there we go. <laughs> Coquette. Coquette or... or <laughs> you saw what I was going to say. I'm sorry. That would be very cute. Audrey gets it. <laughs> if they were able to do that. <laughs> but let's kind of flip the sports a little bit. Guys, we are in the spring semester, and that means that baseball and softball are in full swing. And I can happily report that Texas State is really, in my opinion, they're dominating Mm-hmm. In both aspects of the game. Going I mean, crazy. Softball and baseball. So, Audrey, we have the former softball superstar in our <laughs> presence. <laughs> Had to gas you up a little bit there. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what's going on with Texas State softball? 
Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. I am so excited about this one. So y'all bear with me. All right. So I know y'all got the recap from last weekend's tournament from the previous Bobcat radios, but y'all get the exclusive here. Since the the Bobcats already played their first uh, game of this weekend's tournament. So Texas State softball packed their bags and said, see y'all in, is it temp? Tempe? Temp? Temp. Tempe. See on Tempe as they took their first road trip of the season to Arizona for this weekend's ASU slash GCU Classic hosted by Arizona State and Grand Canyon. This tournament will consist of, you guessed it, Arizona State, Grand Canyon, Ohio State, Seddon Hall, Utah Valley, and Idaho State. There are a lot of few first dates in there for the Bobcats along with some revenge and titles to be held. So that should be a really good tournament. Last night, Texas State uh, shut down the Sun Devils 12-2, to but not in the way you expected it. Let me give you the rundown. The Bobcats were hot in the first and seventh inning, left the Sun Devils in awe, rounding up 12 runs off 17 hits. That is phenomenal. But let me get there. The Cats were up the whole time. Sarah Trahan and Sarah Vanderford got back-to-back singles and the signature double by Anna Jones. All sounds nice and dandy, but the Bobcats struggled in the first three innings defensively. They ended the game with two errors. Hannah Earls and Sarah Vanderford both had a fielding error. They were held scoreless in the uh, fifth inning. Nine Bobcats were left on base. That was, it was so um, really... So 12 runs scored, but still leaving that many runners on base. Yes. It could have been worse for it was the Sun Devils. It pretty bad. I was watching the game, and it was in the middle of the third inning. They had a pickle in between third and home plate. It was Megan Kellner, and they also had Sarah Vanderford right behind her in between third and second. It was just so bad. Like, you had Paint the two... picture, Audrey. Paint the I picture. got you. I'm like, let me do the color play right here. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Like, you had so many opportunities to score, and you were just making silly little mistakes that ended up biting you in the butt later on. And that's something that you don't want if you're Coach Ricky Woodard. And on top of that, you had seven strikeouts across the board. Literally, like, hot hands, Katarina Zarati was up to bat four times, and she struck out three times. And one of the, we broadcasted a game earlier on this season, Audrey, and that was actually one of your players to watch. She was on your list, Katarina Zarati. And in that same game, when they played against UTSA, UTSA. our rival down 35, she went out and hit a home run just for you. She did. <laughs> she so, heard me. This time around, she did it. I don't know. I because you weren't there, Audrey. That is correct. Me and Thomas Terry were not on the call. Yeah. But I mean, to uplift the Bobcats even more, JJ Smith is out of her hitting slump. She went up to bat twice. She got two hits. She also got an RBI, which is phenomenal on her part. And then, as much as it didn't seem like it, it was a really good game on both sides. A tough battle between the Sun Devils and the Bobcats. So if if there's anything else y'all want to input, go ahead. And let me just tell you guys as well. I mean, if I would have told you all last week that the Bobcats would be going on to face a handful of power five, power five opponents in Arizona State, who is now in the Big 12, Pac-12 is consolidating and everything. And Texas Tech, another Big 12 powerhouse mm-hmm. school. Would you all have believed me if I told you that they were going to win big in both of those games? Yes. Yeah, sure. One thousand percent. I have I have good faith. Well, we have two people that have great faith in everything. <laughs> but just just I mean, you have to you have to be realistic here. These are power five pro- not to knock down the Bobcats or anything, but these are power five programs that we're talking about. So I mean, I just want to really highlight how hold great their own though. Yeah. Like for how much they they've been working this season, I think. 
even if they do lose, we can we could probably acknowledge that. But I think that they're going to stay strong. I don't think it's going to be an easy win for the. Definitely so. Po- like power five, we were saying. But yeah. we definitely have so. such a veteran presence on our team. You got it's it. all returning. All it's just a lot of the girls just know know their team. They know each other. They know their coach, mm-hmm. and they know kind of. I mean, you can have a bunch of great players on one team, like all these players from different places that like are amazing, but it's really team chemistry that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, they're just great hitters. And then overall on the pitching side, Jessica Mullins just absolutely doing an amazing job on her side of things with eight strikeouts in that game against uh, Arizona State and only allowed one walk. Very <laughs> impressive. That's elite. That is absolutely elite, Luke. And I know we were talking about it. They're actually, their next game, Audrey, is it going to be? It'll be right now in five minutes, actually. Their next game is shortly at 1130 versus Sidon Hall. This is a one-on-one tied series. They met in May of 2023 last year where the Bobcats took the dub four and three. So I really have high hopes for this one. But just to cut back what we were talking about earlier, Thomas, you said that the Bobcats were going up against these big schools and everything and how yeah, it's like. five opponents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to mention that they they beat the Rolling Tide last year. They also beat Texas last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Oh, this I'm definitely That's, not downing that. I'm trying to no. uplift and show you yes. know, just how great it is for a mid-major program like Texas State and the Sunbelt Conference to be able to go out and compete with the biggest of the biggest schools, you know, in terms of enrollment and we know how everything works in the athletic department and all of that. Absolutely, but I'm just saying like overall, I really do believe that the Bobcats have a big advantage and like chance for this coming weekend. I'm really excited to see it. Absolutely. And with the remaining time, I did want to give time to our producer, Karis Lee, to kind of talk about something that is near and dear to her heart, but as well as a lot of us as sports fans, Mm -hmm. volleyball fans, Karis, tell us what's going on in the scope of the volleyball world. Oh my gosh, it's my time. Okay. (laughs) Doubles have been ruled as okay. So if you don't know what a double is, it's basically when... Uh, a ball hits two parts of a player's body. Um, it's not allowed because it counts as four touches. And also you're not allowed to touch the ball twice um, as a volleyball player. So basically they ruled that doubles on a second touch are acceptable. So this more applies to setters and liberos because if setters are out, liberos take the second ball as a setter. But players can contact the ball more than once with any part of their body in a single attempt on the team's second contact when the played when played to another teammate. So, um this ball cannot be played over the net in this scenario. So, if somebody if a setter goes up and sets the ball and it's a double, it cannot go over the net or else that's the team for the point. That's a violation. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. it makes sense. Okay. So, in my opinion, this rule is that's exactly what I was going to ask. Such you. a bad rule; it defeats the purpose of being a setter. And also, I believe this rule is not in pros or international volleyball, so it just doesn't make sense that they would even let this rule go through. Um, their justification was to create a better playing environment because doubles can be subjective and. It just makes the game more fun to watch and play. Yes. Question. How can a double be subjective? Because it sometimes with a double, it's like two and a half 
rotations on a ball is considered a double. Sometimes there's and a lot of math it's just, involved. On yes, that. it's mm. a it's it's definitely like you have to watch. Like if you were to watch a volleyball game and look at just the setters, you could tell the difference between doubles mm-hmm. when they're called. So it's just it defeats the purpose of being a setter. And if they, I think this rule, if anything, should only apply to NCAA and not to high school or club because if it is, then we're gonna get sloppy setters in the future, and. That's not something that you want. You don't want sloppy sets as a hitter. Right. And some people say, like, well, you still have to learn spots as a setter and, like, quick sets. Yes, but, I mean, it ruins the athleticism of a setter, in my opinion. But other rule changes, um, their referees can sanction a red card to home teams in instances where spectators enroach the playing area or invade the court if administration fails to resolve the problem. So no rushing the court type of situation. Um, There can now be two designated liberos in a match. So uh, one libero is allowed to play um, in each set, but there can be two liberos in a match. There used to be only one. There would only be one libero on the team and they play the whole match. There's no, there's no trading. So yeah, and I'm definitely, you can find all of this as well if you go to the NCAA website and it will explain everything mm. what Karis was talking about with volleyball. I'm excited to see, though, how it works, especially yeah. next season with just, Texas State. You know, it it's, something, it's something exciting, or not exciting for me, but it's something new and uh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Karis. Now, with the last remaining minutes that we have, let's go ahead and get our weather update from the Luke Fox oh, and yes. the Bo Kelly. There we go. Just looking at, yeah, looking at today's weather right now, 71 degrees. It's pretty nice out. Some will say it's a little warm, but I think that's perfect temperature right now. And just looking at the rest of the day, it's going to be low to mid-70s up until 7 p.m. So it's going to be like that for the rest of the day, basically. Mm. And it'll get a little chilly mm. starting to get late at 10 p.m. It'll go down to the, like high 50s. But still, today is looking like some great weather. Now is the time to go to school. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And looking forward in into the weekend it's just it's gonna stay so nice throughout the weekend with tomorrow a high of 79 and a low of 52 and sunday with a high of 83 and a low of 59 and it's gonna be sunny all weekend so you might have class on monday you might have some tests you might have all this other stuff you gotta do who cares skip class go to the river no, 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 Bo. Once again, KTSW is not sanctioning that you skip class. And I think he's saying it with a fa- facetious look on his face uh-huh. and everything. So that just has to be a disclaimer that we put out there. But that concludes today's episode of Bobcat Radio. If you enjoyed this broadcast and never want to skip a beat, make sure to keep up with us by following us at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If I missed anything, just look up KTSW Sports wherever you're looking at and follow us there, too. Be sure to listen, watch, and or follow Texas State Athletics in the respective upcoming matchups. And from Bo Kelly, Luke Fox, Audrey Persias, and Karis Lay, I'm Thomas Terry wishing you a safe and joyful Friday. Do not skip class. Go to class. Learn. You're paying for it anyways. Now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.